All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Holy hell, what a week. We have a lot to discuss, a lot to unpack, both good and bad, and we're going to get into all of it. But first, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. I'm looking for some new play partners. I've got an itch to scratch right now, and the first place I'm going to head is Cassidy for multiple reasons. One, because I like the fact that they have verified users. You can actually verify yourself as a real person on the site, so I know that the people I'm reaching out to are legit. But another thing is I love the user friendliness. It allows me to just focus on connecting with people rather than trying to completely learn a site and being frustrated with it and having to, you know, just jump through a bunch of hoops just to be able to send messages and interact with people. Cassidy makes it easy. That's why I love it. And I think that's why you're going to love it as well. And if you want to try it free for an entire month, all you have to do is go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, get an entire month of all access. Check it out. See who's in your area. Start connecting with people today by heading to frontporchswingers.com and clicking on the Cassidy banner. (laughs) <laughs> this has been a week, man. It has been a lot of fun, some fun, some what? sexy, uh, okay. and some train wreck moments. And what's really interesting to me is, I said this to you before we started recording, and I mean it wholeheartedly, we rarely talk about train wrecks on the show because we rarely have train wrecks at this point in our journey. I feel like if you listen to early Front Porch Swingers episodes, we had a lot of fucking train wrecks, like looking back on them. I'm like, holy fuck, why did we do that? Why did we make that decision? We were saying this, but we meant something completely different but i mean we've grown a lot obviously we've been in this space now for like five and a half years yeah the problem is i think the the train wrecks we have now are much greater than they were before they're more impactful that's so true and one of the reasons for that is because we have fewer of them and we feel like we should have learned our lesson to some degree something that happened this week really did have me questioning what my growth has looked like and you know not wanting to repeat past mistakes, I guess. Well, your our personal growth does, is not equated to other people's. I mean, that's the problem. You're dealing with human nature here. So no matter how evolved or advanced we are as we continue down this road, there are others that simply stagnate. And, and it's with anything, but certainly the lifestyle is not immune to it. And so the further or the more advanced we get and the less advanced other people get, much like what happened recently, that is more impactful because we tend, I do for sure. I put way more into people and and the friendships that we're developing or that I'm developing than most other people do. And it's far more difficult to come back from those things when they are a shit show. Yeah, I think you are probably one of the most loyal people I've ever met in my it's entire tattoo life. on my left shoulder if anybody's <laughs> wondering. That's, that's what it's tattooed. It, loyalty and integrity are tattooed on my body, literally. So when I get fucked over or I feel like I've been done dirty, you don't get to come back from it. Yeah. Ever. It's never, it's just not a thing. See, and I'm a little bit too far the other way. I give people way too much rope to hang themselves with. Yeah, but when they do, that's when you're impacted the most because you allow them opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And then finally, when it just hits you, you're like, well, fuck, that was a lot of wasted time and energy. And I provided that person a lot of rope and now I look like the fool. And my feelings get hurt. Yeah, you're you're, you're just an emotional creature for sure. I'm glad I'm an emotional creature until yeah, shit like you. this happens and then I'm like, Jesus, I wish I wasn't exactly, exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah, you say that because <laughs> of how you interact with people and how they respond to you but then shit like this happens and you're like, well, fuck, I really wish I didn't fucking care. Yeah, I wish and I was more like know, Brian and didn't get people second and third chances. Fuck, no, 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 no. No, you get, you very rarely in life get second and third chances and you sure as fuck ain't getting them with me. So, yeah, and, uh, I, I have had way too many fucking instances where that just doesn't work out in my life. So, you know, I, I love that about you, but it does oftentimes turn into this. Yeah, I think it's a great quality to have in life in general. It's not always the best quality to have as a lifestyler. Like no. caring too much, wearing my emotions on my sleeve. Those aren't things that bode well when we're no. talking about some of the interactions that I have. No, absolutely not. But then, of course, you got the flip side, right? My amazing play partners, you went to uh, the Knights game with them yesterday. And another one of our lifestyle friends, she's amazing. So four gals 
three of whom I'm intimate with, obviously, <laughs> went to uh, a hockey game together. And you guys had a great time because those relationships have been forged. Well, OK, so here's what was so funny about the hockey game. I want to talk about this because it was a blast. First of all, I had so I much fun you. with it's them. A, it's a fucking party. If anybody has oh. not been to a Vegas Knights hockey game, but you're a hockey fan, for example, you have never seen a game quite or a show quite like that. No, I've been to other NHL games. This yeah. was on a completely different level. Yeah. They've changed the game for a lot of fucking teams. It was a fucking show. I mean, yeah. there's a woman in gold pants that's like handing out prizes on this like night stage. Yeah, and there are hot women scraping ice off the stage. And there's it was just it was a fucking production. It was so much fun. But what was even more interesting and fun to me is obviously the women I went with. So awesome to be around. Yeah, of course. But <laughs> I found myself chuckling multiple times throughout the afternoon because we're having conversations about things that I think most people, even in the lifestyle, would be like, this is weird. <laughs> like we're oh, having, for sure. I had a conversation with Susan mid-game about you and her hooking up and what that looks like and, you know, the types of play that you guys had. That whole thing was just so interesting to me. Well, yeah, and at one point you sent me a picture. It was just legs. <laughs> uh, both Susan and Jade were sitting, I guess, to your right. Yeah. Susan immediately to your right and then Jade on the right of uh, Susan. And all it was was like their legs with their feet up on a chair. Right. And you were like, can you tell whose legs are whose? First of all, Susan's like 5'8". And Jade's, <laughs> I don't even think she's five feet tall. So her feet barely reach. I'm like, yeah, I can tell you exactly whose legs these are. It was are. so funny. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm glad you guys had a good time. But I see, that's the part about this that I like. And this goes to really what kind of what happened this weekend, too, for, you know, with the situation with you and Max. I enjoy the idea that my play partners and I have such a great relationship and that you and I do that you can all just go and hang out. I don't even have to be there. I dropped you off and you guys just went. I didn't like I had nothing to do with it. Well, and these are women that understand that I am an important part of this, even though I'm not playing with them, right. even though they and I will probably never be sexual with each other. That's not what it's about to them. They care about me because they care about you. Right. Susan has said that multiple times and it always warms my fucking heart. She has said it. If she said it once, she said it 20 times because she cares about you. She cares about me. And that was her mentality from the very, very beginning of right. this dynamic. It was never, oh, I'm just going to play with Brian and Brenna's going to be an afterthought. Well, you can't be, you can't do this successfully and be that way. Not that's long not, term. That's not going to, no, that does not have any longevity. Right. The life expectancy of that relationship, real fucking short. Yeah. So yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And th they are not those kind of people anyway. No, they're not. They're, you know, they're genuinely sweet, caring, genuine people. They're real people. They're not in this for an opportunity. This isn't an opportunistic thing. And like I've said many times and that we've all talked about it, regardless of what happens from an intimate perspective between the three of us, that being myself, Susan and Jade, we're always all going to be friends. It just doesn't matter. Right. And that's the part that I wanted to transcend this whole sexual thing. Because again, sex is easy, people. That's not complicated. It really isn't. You it's say just, that. It's not. Sex, sex is not, can be complicated. But finding it certainly isn't. No. Acquiring it isn't. Right. Doing it consistently and properly with great people, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> right. What is easy is the is tracking it down, locking it down, making it happen. That is not fucking hard at all. And to me, the fun, the challenge in it is developing these friendships. And maintaining. Well, for sure. I love the idea that the four of you guys went out and just went to a hockey game yesterday. Yeah. You know, left me home with the dog, which was great. Which, <laughs> with you know, Susan's dog. Yeah, it was house dog sitting for Susan's dog, who's a great cuddle buddy. He's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fucking amazing. I, I, Not that I feel bad for people who don't play in that way in this lifestyle. I mean, you do what you do. If it's a, you know, if it's the one-off, it's the spontaneity. I mean, you know, you do you. But for me, people who don't develop those relationships and you've been in the lifestyle for any length of time, I feel like you're really missing out potentially. Yeah. At least to me, because of the, the amazing relationships we have cultivated that way. Well, it was a fucking blast. I had so much fun and a complete juxtaposition from the previous Sunday. So that was Sunday yeah. that I went to the hockey game. The previous Sunday, what we recorded our last episode that Sunday morning. Yes, you were getting ready to go see Leo. Yes. Who's been highlighted on the show many, many times. And if you go back and listen to the last episode, I was talking about being so excited to see him. Yeah, and 
I, yeah, it had been a long time since he, he and I had had a chance to connect and I was just so pumped for that experience. And it went down in a fucking blaze of glory, like a kamikaze. Listen, I, I had to make a couple of phone calls because I was getting ready to go back and see him. It got that, it was that serious. It was that bad. Yeah, I knew where he was. I was absolutely gonna go track him down. I had a friend who I was talking to on the phone who talked me out of it. I was headed that way. Nothing good would have come out of that. Oh, no, absolutely nothing. No, 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 no. We would probably be doing the show from county. So. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm on the show by myself this week because Brian's <laughs> <Yeah>. in jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been classy shit right there. Yeah. Especially at 53, man. You're too old for that shit. And that's exactly what my friend told me, who was yeah. 60. He's like, are you out of your fucking mind? What are you talking about? You can't do this anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. and it's not necessary. Honestly. It was I was, a- listen, I was fired up because. Here's the other thing about this this space for you and I. For me, everybody talks to us all the time. They ask, right? Whether it's digitally or you know through email or whatever. What are your limits? What are your boundaries? And it's always the same fucking answer. It's safety and security. Those are the two biggest things. Provided we both know each other's locations from a safety perspective, we know who you're. I know who you're with. That's the main focus for me. When it comes to sexual interaction, we don't put limits on that. That's in the moment kind of stuff. It's the safety and security. So for me, I dropped you off to meet Leo because I know him. Right. I've met him many, many times. Right. He was considered a friend. I was not the least bit concerned with you spending an afternoon with him. I knew where you were and I know him. So absolutely not a concern. 30 minutes later, I get a text message from you. <laughs> this shit's hit the fan and boom, it was on. I mean, I was, I was really close to telling you, do not get an Uber. I'm on my way. That was my plan. Well, I'm really glad you didn't do well, that. Well, fortunately, my buddy talked me out of it on the phone. So, because I was on the way. And that I, you, I cannot abide that behavior. It's just not all right. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to go into all of the specifics of the argument because honestly, it just doesn't even fucking matter. Basically, what it comes down to is I am a recovering people pleaser. I spent a lot of years in corporate America. Oh, yeah, America. you're a junkie for sure. <laughs> I spent a lot of years in corporate America. The fir- you know first chunk of my life was in corporate America where I basically got rewarded for people pleasing mentality. Exactly. And I did not. Right. I was rewarded for quite the opposite. Right. The more people I pissed off, the better it was for everybody. Right. That was my job. And that's a difficult thing for me to get out of a lot. Yeah, it's difficult for me to get out of that corporate America mindset sometimes. And this was a really good example of that because... This was not the first time that Leo had been disrespectful towards me. In not, fact, it was the third. Fu- not this fucking egregious. No, but the first time I wore a piece of lingerie to go meet him and I came out and it, I felt fucking hot in this piece of lingerie. It's one of my little red baby doll numbers. It has uh, under cup wiring. So my tits look amazing. And I just feel sexy in this fucking yeah, thing. I like that and I wore it to go play with him. And I came out of the bathroom and he kind of side eyed me. And I was like, okay, this is interesting and then we played and after we played he was like just so you know i didn't really care for that piece of lingerie and i wouldn't wear it again with me if i were you and yeah i told you this but again i'm just like see that's the fucking problem literally what we just talked about giving people entirely too much fucking rope well i called him out on it he apologized we moved on i didn't think it was that big of a deal but what happens literally the next time that we're together he tells me that he's coming to town specifically to see me to hang out with me yes told me to expect to spend most of the day with him so i did i went to his place we fucked we went down and had dinner we're like mid-dinner you're coming back because the whole plan was for you to watch me and him together which i did for a short period of time we had a drink and then went back up to the room and he was like okay what time is brian getting here because i just found out that there's another couple coming tonight so i need to know timing wise what's going on here and i'm like okay that's kind of shitty but whatever he's literally still inside of me you watched he and i play i went down you walk downstairs we're in the room alone he his cock is still inside of me and he goes do you have any idea what time it is i probably need to get moving here I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And again, I didn't speak to him after that for a while. And then we started talking again and I gave him another chance. And that is probably my biggest toxic trait in this space. No question. You should have, listen, the first one would have been enough for me. You wanted to go. That's fine. The second time, that's when you just get cut off. And the truth of the matter is, had you just stopped it dead in its tracks at that point, 
we wouldn't be talking about this today because this would never have happened. Exactly. So I have to take some responsibility yeah. in this. It's not all on him. It is a thousand percent my responsibility to know when to walk away from toxic people. And I didn't because he reached out and said he really wanted to hang out with me. And honestly, I do like him. I did like him as a person. I liked certain qualities of his. I loved our sex together. It was fucking hot. So I guess I always tend to focus on the positives. And that seems like a really positive quality to have but it's really fucking not. It can be incredibly toxic. It's not enough. So basically what happens is I go and meet him. We're sitting at a bar because his room wasn't ready yet. So right. you drop me off at the place he was staying. There's a casino attached to the hotel like there right. is in every hotel in Vegas. Pretty much, yeah. And <laughs> so we go and sit down at a bar and I ordered some lunch because I was freaking starving. He had just finished his lunch and we're talking. And the first few minutes are very cordial and fun and silly and flirty. He's touching me. Everything's going in the right direction. And then I don't even remember exactly what I said. There was some opinion that I provided about you're in my relationship and he basically scoffed at me and he was like so how old are you and i said 33 and he goes okay well that explains everything that's a very 33 year old mentality to have and you just haven't grown up yet you don't have enough life experience to make opinions on these types of things i was like listen bitch you are not going to mansplain me, okay? Just because I'm 33 years old and a woman, you think you can talk down to me and patronize me like that? I'm not going to fucking stand for it. I didn't say that. I did say I would be very careful with your words because I'm not going to put up with being talked down to. And that set everything off. I mean, he was yelling at me. Then there wasn't a point where he apologized to me. And I was like, listen, I accept your apology. Let's just leave it at that. That wasn't good enough for him. He had to continue to push my buttons, yell at me in a public space in front of other patrons, in front of the bartender, to the point that the bartender came up to me after he left and asked me if I was okay. Yeah. And that's the part that threw me off when you told me that, on um, you know, in text message, or you told me that on the phone, I don't remember, be- you know, before you had left. And I thought, okay, I, I need to go have a conversation with him. This this needs some attention. And that's when my wheels started turning. But I did not do that. You got in an Uber and came home. The bottom line is, as I mentioned to you, he's got some relationship issues going on, apparently. No, I just think this is a toxic person. He is. But I do believe that his aspersions about you or our relationship is a complete mirror of what's going on in, in his world because his world's a disaster so he wants everybody else's to be and that really sparked it also you not just submitting to his bullshit and just taking it it was probably a trigger because i imagine this has happened to him before and he doesn't like it that's a character flaw i think he's a misogynist i think that he thought that he was going to be able to speak down to me like that and get away with it. I mean, I would be the dumbest bitch in the world to have a man tell me that my opinion doesn't matter because I'm 33 years old and then still fuck him. Could you imagine? Well, but the audacity of him to say, you know, uh, so are we going to continue arguing? Are we going up to my room? Yeah. He said that at one point. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Actually, what he said was, we don't have to be sitting here arguing. We could be fucking in my room right now. I'm like, I'm so sorry. You think that you're still going to stick your cock in me after you talk to me like I'm a child or an imbecile out of your fucking mind i have so much more self-respect than that well again it's an arrogance it's a sense of entitlement and probably something that unfortunately somewhere along the line some gal has allowed him to get away with and now he thinks he can do it with everybody right and that just isn't going to fucking fly here's the bottom line this lifestyle if nothing else should be based obviously on consent appreciation and respect You and I just had this conversation just the other day, about the same time, basically, about a professional situation, a couple of them, because those have been a fucking train wreck too recently. I told you, I will no longer engage professionally or personally with people who do not respect or appreciate us in any fucking way. Yeah. That's over. That's over. I simply won't do it. If I get a whiff of it, we're out. I don't care what it is or who it is. Well, and again, I have to take some responsibility in all of this. I can't simply pass the buck and pass the blame. That's when you continue to make the same mistake over sure. and over and over again. Those are the people, like I said a couple of weeks ago, those are the guys that are like, every one of my exes is a crazy bitch. Yeah. And they take no responsibility for their own actions or their own parts in the train wrecks that happen. No, for sure. I have to take responsibility for the fact that I continue to overlook bad behavior because I liked fucking someone and 
when it blew up in my face, I couldn't possibly just blame it all on him. Right. But again, going back to what we talked about earlier, if this simply was some fucking dude who rolled into town once every six months and it was just straight fucking, this would not even have been a conversation. Yeah, it's so true. The problem is that we get invested in people. We invest in people emotionally. Yes. That's the fucking problem. This is a guy we've had drinks with. We've had dinner with. We've spent an inordinate amount of time with him. You did outside the bedroom. And of course, I got involved because... You know, I would come to meet you, drop you off, do whatever. And then subsequently I'm talking to the guy who's having sex with my partner and we're having drinks. I mean, it's, that's what happens. But we have invested entirely too much emotional energy into people who don't fucking deserve it. Yeah. And this is, he's one of them. Exactly. And I think that's one of the biggest things that came out of this week in general for me is I think back to last Sunday and how much time was wasted Yeah, driving to this resort, sitting with him for fucking 45 minutes only to be screamed at, only to get back in an Uber and drive home to you. That's time that I could have been spending being slutty Brenna. Or we could have spent time together. I mean, I tell people all the time, guys, especially if you're getting into this space and you're fucking around with couples and hot wife couples and stag and vixen couples, you're not just dealing with one person's fucking schedule, man. You're fucking around with other people. The the partner's time, obviously, if the partner has another partner, you're fucking around with other people's timetables. And if you're not genuinely interested in doing the right thing and you're not punctual and you're not on the spot, you could fuck up somebody's day real quick. You know, and this derailed our day because this is all we were. It was all encompassing. Yeah, you know? because the rest of the day, this is all I talked about. Yes, yeah, I wanted but to. I wanted to go fucking back up there. My point is, you were talking before we got on to record, and and you put it perfectly, which is, it's time to reassess priorities. It's yeah. time to look at our time in the lifestyle from a different perspective. And it's been a while since I've been truly slutty, Brenna, and I want to get back to that. I want to get back to having new experiences and having variety and having adventures. And those that that hasn't really been the focus lately. And and I think it's taken a real impact on not only me, but us collectively. No, we've taken a very, we've taken a very institutional approach to this as of late. Uh, you have particularly. Again, you get away from the things that matter most to you and then you forget what matters most to you until this shit happens. Well, I would argue the same of you, though. You're only playing with two people right now. But I like it that way. When was the last time you had sex with someone besides these two people? Well, I guess... One of our events. Yeah. Yeah, when we were out of town. But, you know, for me, I enjoy it that way. And as I said this many times, this is not about me predominantly. It's about how I enjoy your satiation more than anything else. So for you to not enjoy yourself, it it impacts me tremendously. Well, and I I think the takeaway from this and the way that we're going to pivot is, first of all, I need your help. I need you to start uh, getting back on the sites with me, finding some guys, doing some vetting for me, because I really do. I want to diversify the inventory of cock available to me. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's going to be the focus. And uh, like, I'm not I'm not harping or dwelling on this whole thing with Leo. It was a huge learning lesson for me. I'm choosing to look at it like that rather than this dumpster fire that it was. <laughs> right. Well, and the good news is, like I said, we identified it and now we made some adjustments to, for you at least, to not ever happen to have it happen again with him particularly. And that's the other thing guys don't realize. You behave that way. Listen, we introduced him to a lot of friends. Guess what doesn't happen anymore? We don't do that. Right. So yeah, there are consequences to your behavior for sure. You can't behave that way. I mean, we give, we really, I do genuinely want to see the, the, the single males improve their level of success in this space, provided it's done properly. When you fuck up, then you really fuck up because all you're doing is you're just quantifying for people why most don't want to fuck around with single guys. Yep. You're, you're fucking it up for all the good dudes. Exactly. That's what you're doing. So stop fucking doing that. Yeah. You're the fly in the fucking ointment, man. Fuck you. You're out. Okay. So moving on to single guy tip of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's, let's do that. Okay. So I think it's really important for people to realize men, especially to realize in this space that just because they have an interaction with one hot wife or one person in the lifestyle and they learn something about that person and how they choose to interact does not mean that that is like a cookie cutter, one size fits all thing. This is not even close to a one size fits all lifestyle. 
Not even close. No, not at all. So I think back to I was reading a Reddit thread recently that was basically this t- guy talking about how he had had a very long term ongoing play dynamic with a hot wife and that ended. And then he was using that as like a gauge for every other hot wife interaction he was having going forward. And he couldn't understand why it wasn't working out. And then finally, someone had the balls to tell him, like, you are interacting with me in a way that makes me feel uncomfortable for her specifically. It was like right. too much communication. Right. But it, it made me think of a lot of guys that I've dealt with that have said oh yeah I used to have a hot wife a year ago and you know x y and z happened during that so they assume that that's what's going to happen with me as well and that's just a really bad way to look at interactions in the lifestyle well yeah this is not a rinse and repeat kind of thing every well here's again we I talk about this a lot but particularly to the single guys when you're engaging with a couple hot wife couple let's say you don't know the dynamic of that relationship right so all relationships are different so just because you were communicating or engaging with someone one way does not mean that that next couple is going to want the same thing or the or the person but certainly the couple so you have no idea where where they are in the space are they less experienced are they more experienced do they have a different set of boundaries do they play completely differently you have to understand the people and that's where i come from i need to understand the people right Sex is easy. You do such a good job with that, too. Like, obviously, you play as the single guy sometimes. And the questions that you're asking people and, like, really digging into their brain and getting to know them, that's really fucking important. And you do such a good job at that. And I think most guys in the lifestyle overlook that. Because just like you said, it's like, well, she's a hot wife and her husband wants her to get fucked and she wants to get fucked. So that's what this is about. And you don't realize, just like we were talking about with all of the other stuff during this episode, there's a lot of interpersonal shit that goes into this space it's complex it's not just stick your cock in me and fucking leave well not for me i'm not going to speak for everybody else i have come in contact with hot wife couples that i was you know the bull for whatever the case may be and a number of times it was oh you don't have to meet my husband or i don't need to meet you you're just gonna play with my wife Uh uh-uh either i meet you or the both of you together first or i don't show up right that's not going to happen i have had that happen to me Probably no less than half a dozen times since we've been in Vegas. Well, but you are understanding that not everyone is going to be a fit for you. And right. I think that there are some guys out there that are like... They so, don't care. They're so desperate for the pussy that they're like, I don't really give a shit what your dynamic is. I don't really give a shit what your boundaries well, are. I just want to get my dick wet. But also, contrary to that, you've also got couples that don't care. Right. We're coming... Like, for example, we're coming to Vegas. We're coming to party. This isn't about you. We just want her to fuck somebody. Well, okay... That's cool. I'm not that guy. Right. But that's my point is there, like you have said many times, there's an ass for every seat. There is. So just because somebody operates that way, doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that you and they are not compatible. No. And I think more guys need to do the vetting and the asking of questions and the asking of boundaries to understand who is actually compatible with them and who's not. The other thing that I think guys need to do a significantly better job at and not have this cookie cutter mentality in the lifestyle is setting proper expectations. We kind of just ran into that this this week. We did run. No, there is no kind of. We did. Yeah. And when you don't say, well, here's the thing. Once again, you're dealing with a couple, not just an individual. And then potentially because you're a single guy, you are also engaging with single women maybe. Right. And if you're going to to meld those two together, <laughs> like one genius attempted to do recently, you better be prepared 100% for what that's going to look like. You have to fill people in. You've got to share information. You can't just show up someplace and assume that because you're engaged with with multiple people that you don't have to kind of lay any groundwork or, you know, communicate what the fuck is going on all about what you're planning. Single guys really do get to a point, I think, of complacency and complacency is a killer in all things. Yes. You get complacent and you're going to end up on the short end of something. And this is no different. And we're responsible for that. You and I have to take some responsibility for that because we make it easy for people to get into our lives. And then we're surprised when somebody fucks us over and then we got to cut them off. 
Yeah, I guess. We do. I mean, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt, too, though. Okay, but at some point, it's like, <laughs> As I'm much? thinking back to the story we literally just told. Yeah, how much? <laughs> What's, you know, wh- how many times? How egregious does the infraction have to be <laughs> before it's like, boom, we're out? Or, well, I mean, just how, what, what has to happen? You know, because, I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Because what we talked about earlier is only one shit show that took place this past week. We haven't even gotten into the other one yet. And that was, I chalked that up to a level of inexperience, someone out of their depth, and really ill-equipped to handle what was absolutely going to be an awkward situation, had no knowledge of how to do it, and just said, oh, well, I'm just throwing caution to the wind and hope it all works out. Yeah. That's, it was... You know, tantamount to a little kid covering their ears and, you know, yeah, la, 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 you can't, I can't hear you. That's what this was, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just really important to know that every single dynamic is going to be different. Every person is going to be different. Also, every connection is going to be different. Yes. I have, con- I have very, very different connections with different men that I have fucked over time. Mm-hmm. I've had everything from incredibly deep friendships to one-off situations where I will never see them again to feelings developing and everything in between. But it's a, it's a situation in which communication i know communication is key it sounds so fucking cliche it is but in this situation it's not just key it's fucking essential it's paramount listen it's communication is never an issue until you don't have enough of it right then you're fucked right so we talk about couples having communication all the time in the lifestyle this is an example where you're if you're not setting proper expectations you're not having that communication it's going to be a complete train wreck as time goes on no matter what the situation is honestly some there is going to be a time when if you're just brushing shit under the rug and acting like everything's okay there's eventually going to be a dirt pile under that rug that you're tripping over every time you walk by it and that's what men in this space need to fucking understand open your mouth use your words be an adult Express what you want, express your expectations, and ask the other persons in return. It's not that fucking hard, people. It shouldn't be, but here's the problem with single guys. Guys have a real nasty habit, single guys particularly, of talking themselves out of getting laid real easy. (laughs) The more words they use... The closer they come to not getting to home base, Well, right? maybe they need to fucking man up and mature well, up then. you just need to be better at it. So for me, the single guy tip is simple. You need to hone all of your skills, your communicative skills for sure, particularly when you're dealing with a couple. There is no room for error, no room for error. And when guys don't use their big boy words and just assume that things are going to be okay, you know, assumptions, the mother of all fuck up. Right. right. So that that's like a complete disaster. And on top of that, you don't want to maybe have a conversation about what you're planning on doing or where you stand on something. You're opening yourself up to fail. And that's just the bottom line. So, yes, communication between couples in this space is fucking essential. But with single guys, you have to be you have to be better. You got to be better than everyone else. You're already at the bottom of the the list of people that are important in this Not space. Not to me, but no, to the but average that, person, sure. That ridiculous, you know, <laughs> fictitious hierarchy that everybody seems in this space to abide by. They already consider you at the bottom. You need to elevate yourself because they expect the worst out of you. Right. Right? Single guys, they're expected to behave poorly. We know a lot of hot wife couples, seasoned hot wife couples who love that space, but they are still like, oh, fucking single guys, are they're a disaster to deal with, but we do it because that's what we like. Instead of... Saying to these guys, hey, you can't continue to behave that way. Collectively, we just don't do a good job of that in this space. We just let guys get away with shit because we want our partners to have a good time. just ignore their messages yeah, and Yeah, don't worry about all those next. red flags all over the field, whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, a lot of people do that. And that's part of the problem. Once you've allowed someone to get away with something, they feel entitled to get away with it again. Yeah. No different from what we just fucking dealt with. So, I mean, there's a lot of tips that you can kind of glean from this. The big one that I wanted to focus on is this is not a cookie cutter space. Just no. because I'm a hot wife does not mean you can assume things about me does not mean that you shouldn't communicate with me and ask questions and try to understand my wants, my needs, my desires, and my boundaries. And don't assume that you've hooked up with one hot wife and that means that you're going to be the master of all hot wives. You have to be able to learn about each individual partner that you're engaging with. And you have to know that everyone has different needs in this space. And and my needs are very different from the average hot wife. I will say that. Because as much as I just got done saying I want to be slutty Brennan, I want to go off and have these 
these crazy experiences, at the end of the day, I still need to feel like someone gives a shit about me before I allow them to fuck me. That's just who I am. I'm never going to be the type ever in my life. And I'm not judging those that are. I just know myself. I am not going to be the type that's going to be like, oh, you don't like me or respect me, but I'm horny, so we should fuck. Well, but the other thing is, it's yes, you do need to treat each hot wife and hot wife couple differently based on their their needs and wants but they the hot wife is also a person she's an individual exactly so like anything else you don't treat everyone that you encounter the same way yeah. i certainly hope you do don't. you treat every single one of your friends the exact same not way a, absolutely not you, don't you even, wouldn't have no friends well you don't even talk to different friends the same way the, for the most part right? right so you have to know instinctively it's listen for the single guys it's the lazy man's game they just phone it in oh I, i've done this once before i've got this no you don't you <laughs> i watched a, do i watched not. a couple of porns i know how to treat a hot wife you have no <laughs> idea because everyone's different you right. maybe got away with it once that doesn't mean you're gonna or get maybe, away with it again or maybe he didn't get away with it that hot wife really appreciated what he brought to the table because right. she had different needs that's what i mean you that's my point yeah. open up your fucking mouth and ask the question so you understand everybody on an individual level if if you're yeah. not doing that, you're not going to be successful in this space, no. period. As a single guy, just because you've tasted a modicum of success does not mean it's going to continue. And if you're not tasting success and you are not changing and evolving, well, then you're just stuck. You're done. I mean, just forget about it. Right. Right. You, you have to acknowledge that. So, yeah, single guys, you got to be better than everyone else in all aspects. And communication is no exception. So I know that we've been focusing on some maybe less than sexy things this episode, and I think it was important to do that. But of course, we want to talk about the hot shit, too. So we're going to get into that very shortly. But first, we want to say a thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by Shameless Care, an amazing company that is literally meant for the consensually non-monogamous community, which makes me so excited to work with them. There are very few companies out there that specifically cater to us. So that's badass by itself. But on top of that, they have amazing services for affordable prices to make sure that you are as healthy as possible in the lifestyle and living your best life. They also want you to be successful. Let's face it, ED medication, it's a big deal. They have made this very easy. Shameless Care actually cares. First of all, you get a coupon for $30 off testing packages and ED medication. And it's very simple. Providers in all 50 states, and it's basically generic versions of Cialis and Viagra. They are absolutely, as you mentioned, the lifestyle-friendly providers. The packaging is incredibly discreet. You fill out a simple medical intake form. And if you are denied for whatever reason, there is no charge for the prescription. I can't say enough about this company. The idea that they're giving you $30 off for ED medication is already a big deal, but they genuinely care about the space itself. Yes, and if you want to take advantage of that $30 off right now, all you have to do is go to shamelesscare.com and use code FPS at checkout. That'll get you $30 off your first ED medication prescription or your first at-home lab test, which is also very important for us lifestylers. Make sure that you're keeping up with your sexual health and having as much fun as possible by using shamelesscare.com. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by our friends at Permescent. Permescent knows that sex should be about pleasure and not anxiety. But if you're one of those men that finishes too quickly, know that you're not alone, but also know that there are options out there to help. For example, Permescent's Delay Spray and their Delay Wipes. Perfect for lifestyle events, the Delay Wipes are individually packaged. All you do is use them a few minutes before play, allow them to absorb, and go to work. And they're going to help you extend your sexy play time. You can also use the delay spray, which all you have to do again is spray it on about 10 minutes before your play. It's not going to transfer to your partner. And the thing that I like most about it is it's doctor reviewed and recommended. So you know that it's safe and effective. If you want to get 10% off of our absolute favorite bedroom wellness products, including the delay spray, the delay wipes, lubes, condoms, massage oils, and so much more, head to promescent.com slash FPS. That's promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N com slash FPS for 10% off. This episode of From Porch Swingers is brought to you by our brand new partners, Lomi. 
we have so much food waste at our house. It's actually really embarrassing. It has been seeing how much garbage we produce and take out all the time. And it makes me feel guilty because I feel like we could have been doing so much more to be environmentally friendly and also just make sure that we aren't producing a ridiculous amount of trash at the place that we live. And Lomi to the rescue, you guys, this product is freaking amazing. Lomi allows me to turn my food scraps into dirt with a push of a button. Lomi is an easy, compact countertop electric composter that turns scraps to dirt in under four hours. There's no smell when it runs and it's very quiet. Thanks to Lomi, we have so much less garbage every single week. We basically went from four bags down to half of that. And it's so eco-conscious. It makes me feel good about the things that I'm doing and it couldn't be easier to use. I love it. It's so fun to see the product come out of it, the dirt that you get at the end, and it's nutrient-rich soil that you can use for gardening or in other projects. And it, like I said, it's just a nice way to make sure that you're being as eco-friendly as possible. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact or you just want to clean up after dinner that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Head today to Lomi.com FPS and use the promo code FPS to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi, L-O-M-I dot com slash FPS and use code FPS at checkout. Food waste is gross. Let Lomi save you a cold trip to the garbage can. So we had tandem play dates, which honestly, I love when we do that. I love when you're off playing and I'm playing at the same time because I feel like it just amps up my energy and my excitement that much more. Like while I'm getting fucked, I'm thinking Brian is doing the exact same thing right now and that's fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that that was, go that was going on. You kind of surprised me with that. I well, had no clue. One of the things that we've talked about a lot and I want to do now, now that we're talking more about being slutty Brenna again. For sure. You kind of like the element of surprise, the yes. idea of me playing and you don't know about it until after it happens yeah. so I've been trying to sprinkle in a little bit more of that and that was kind of my mindset in this now I totally fucked it up which we'll talk about <laughs> but that was the premise behind it I was like I'm not going to tell Brian I'm going to have a play date in fact it was so funny because as you were leaving to go have a play date with Susan I was like yeah I might jump on a TikTok live or I'm going to get some mailing or some emails yeah. you know read I'm going to do that kind of shit you're like okay sounds good meanwhile I had a man coming to give me some cock yeah I <laughs> No clue. Zero clue, obviously. And, you know, the good news is, and kind of back to what we were talking about earlier, I really do appreciate it when uh, both you and I have regular play partners, because that's a much easier thing for you to pull off when I'm not home. You're not just going to have some random stranger come to our house. No, I'm not so, going to get on fucking Cassidy and just see some random dude and be like, hey, stranger, come fuck me at my house when my partner's gone. That's right. dangerous. Well, yeah, it's crazy. So this, you know, when you have regular play partners that you can depend on, that's really kind of a very cool byproduct. So yeah. that is a, a component to some of the things we have to look at. But I, I love the spontaneity of that. And I didn't know shit. I had no idea. I was on my way to Susan's house. I was not thinking that you were doing anything other than working. Yeah. Well, in fact, you know, what's really funny is I've been trying to think about how to safely pull off one of your fantasies, yeah. which is for me to be out somewhere. First of all, I have to get the balls to actually hit on someone in this scenario. Yeah, but that's I just don't see it. But let's whatever. say in an alternate universe, I have yeah. the balls to do it. <laughs> And I meet someone at like a fucking grocery store or I go shopping at a mall or something and I meet someone and then I want to fuck them, but I don't want to tell you about it. You will Is there a safe way to do that? Yeah, there's a protocol there. Obviously, you and I talked about this a little bit. You'll simply need to let somebody else know. I guess so. Yeah. So like somebody you know, else Susan, Jade or, you know, any of our friends that you could let know that you are doing something where you are, who this person is, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And. You know, then they can ping your phone or whatever. Just so there's a safety protocol, obviously. But yeah, that's a that's that's not easy to pull up. That's sketchy. That can get sketchy. <laughs> well, you, you know, know, it might happen one day if I can if I can think about how to do it. But anyway, that was kind of the mentality. I wanted to feed into that fantasy of yours. So anyway, you go off to play with Susan, which we're, I want to talk a little bit about <laughs> about your play yeah. session afterwards too, because she told me some things yesterday yes. that you and I have since yeah, talked about. A, yeah, so. there are ups and downs to having your play partners hang out with your partner. <laughs> <laughs> so they do tend to chat uh, and everything just comes out in the wash. And so, yeah, I, I think it's funny. I, I do. I find it I find it interesting, first of all, that all of you can have those conversations. I think that's awesome because it does a couple of things for me, right? It solidifies for me that I have chosen or at least they have chosen me and I have continued the relationship with the right gals. Right. That's a big deal. And then, of course, the fact that you are friends with them and they adore you as much as they do me, 
that just puts things at ease for me. So when we are together, I am not as anxious about, oh, I got to get home. I, you know, I don't want to be away too long or I'm not, I don't want you to worry about what I'm doing or where I am, if I'm okay, any of that stuff that, that makes it really nice. You know, yeah, I agree. That's a huge plus for me. So yeah, there is something to be said for that. But, you know, when you guys are together, there, it's always no telling what's coming up. You know, I have no idea what they're going to say or you're going to say. We start chit-chatting, that's for sure. It's never a bad thing. No, no, I know that. But it's always interesting to hear what comes out of these conversations. <laughs> and and the funny thing is, what Susan was telling you, I'm not, not that I'm oblivious, but there is a certain kind of protocol that I go through when I see them, particularly them, you know, because they're friends. And maybe they want you to be a little less friendly sometimes. I guess. So we're going to talk about that. Do you want to share a little bit of the fun and then we can talk about it? Listen, you know, always, Susan is always a blast anyway. And, you know, I drive over to her place. Her garage door is always open for me. I park in the garage. I close the garage. I knocked on her door. The door was obviously ajar. She normally just leaves it open for me anyway. And uh, But she, she answered the door, and she was clearly in lingerie. She had this really kind of cute black number, and then she had this piece over the top of it. Was it sheer? Yes. Oh, that's yes. sexy. Yeah, and, yeah, she's super fucking hot anyway. So, But right away, of course, I'm playing with the dog because he's coming and jumping <laughs> on me. And we sit on the couch. She's having a drink. And so we were chatting right? We're talking, we're sitting on the couch. Now I am completely clothed. She is very clearly in lingerie. There's no question about it. And she looks fucking hot. But the two things I don't want to do, particularly as it pertains to my friends, like Susan and Jade, I do not ever want them to think that my only purpose for being with them is just this physical connection, right? I never want that to be the case right? because I genuinely care more about them than that. As I've said many times, and I say it to them often, I am not going to be the guy that gets between you and a primary relationship. I don't ever want that to be the case. So I always want to catch up with them. And I don't see them that often anymore because everyone's busy. So when I do, I just want to catch up with them and, you know, have and talk to them. And I enjoy talking to them. You know, Susan's, a, she's just a blast to chat with. She's got a lot of interesting stories. She does very cool shit. And so talking to her for me is a turn on. Right. That starts the engine running for me. Yeah. Which is something else she and I talked about. Yes. So I enjoy that component of it. But of course, I realize at some point, well, she's basically half naked and this is not an accident because it's four in the afternoon. Right. So I use the restroom. She gets up, cleans up her glass or whatever. And then she takes me by the hand and upstairs we go. And now the interesting thing about our play is that it does take different forms sometimes. There are times where she's super submissive, right? Then there are times where she's a little bit more aggressive to the extent that she is basically trying to tell me which direction to go. Right. And that's essentially what happened. We get upstairs to her room. She's already on the bed. She's on all fours facing the end of the bed. I'm getting undressed. I got to take my fucking shoes off and my, you know, I got to get undressed. So... She's already at the edge of the bed waiting for me to get there. (laughs) I didn't even get a chance to get on the bed. And she starts sucking my cock, which, you know, I'm not going to stop her, certainly. (laughs) So, um, and this goes on for a bit. And it's it gets intense because, as I mentioned before, Susan definitely likes a little bit more of that aggressive play. Obviously, so does Jade. Different, but same. So... I've got her, she has a little bit longer hair. I've got her hand, her hair wrapped up in my hand and she starts out very slow and she's rubbing my legs and she's rubbing my balls and she's stroking my cock. And eventually it gets to me choking her basically. Not like really aggressive, but I know how far to go with Susan at this point. And as she's sucking my cock, now I'm kind of leaning over her because she's flat on the bed. I'm standing at the edge of it. And I am rubbing on her ass. I'm spanking her lightly. I'm nibbling on her ass. Oh. She has three erogenous zones, and I know exactly where they are. So I, have, <laughs> I pay very specific attention to What are to the those. three? Much like you with her ear, the inside of her thigh, and her waist, uh, like near her hips. Oh. So I pay a lot of attention to those. 
but also right kind of on the inside of her thigh, very close to her pussy. Very close. Much like you do, she likes that. Oh, God, I love it so much. Well, I'm trying to be as acrobatic as possible because while I don't want her to stop sucking my cock, (laughs) I'm attempting to do this. I must have looked. I was trying to be Gumby. It's not that easy for me. Like a contortionist? (laughs) Yeah, not an easy concept at all. I think I had one leg hiked up at one point. You are a pretty flexible man, though. Yeah, but still, you know, this is not an easy position to get into because I'm also at the edge of the fucking bed. You know, she's up to an half feet i've got to reach over the top i'm doing my best anyway i'm I'm working it so i'm this goes on for a good period of time finally i want to provide her with some real pleasure so she i kind of step back a bit she lays back on the bed still got she has the um the the lingerie on the bottoms on that she had Uh, i had taken those off she took everything else off now so she's, she's completely she's naked? completely naked. So she's on her back. I pull her toward me so that I can get on the bed, but I'm still kind of, I think I had one foot on the floor, basically. And I start going down on her. And as I told you, when she has an oral orgasm, she is a lot of times way too fucking sensitive for me to do anything. She gets just like you do. She's so, like, you can't touch her. Don't breathe on <laughs> Don't it. Don't even look at Don't me. Don't do anything. <laughs> So I'm thinking of this in my head, but I'm not stopping because she makes these amazing noises and she's clearly enjoying herself. So I'm trying to kind of watch her a little bit as I'm licking her pussy and I can tell she's almost there. So I'll stop, I'll back off a little bit, I'll nibble on her thighs, I'm squeezing her tits and playing with her nipples. And then I go to squeezing her nipples and going down on her again and she has an orgasm. Now, ordinarily, I would have backed off. Not this time. This time... I didn't attack her vagina again. I just played around it a little bit to give her a little bit of time because I was not letting her off this easy because normally she only lets me do this once and then that's it because she's too sensitive. So I purposely took my time to make sure I could provide her with another oral orgasm. Now, at one point, I started licking her clit and it was a little too soon. I could tell. So I just started nibbling around and like kissing her legs and biting her and, you know, running my hands up and down her body. That emotional IQ, folks, it's fucking important. Yeah, I could tell because she just, like, she literally jumps, you know, like she got, (laughs) like she's been shocked. So I'm like, okay. I know that feeling. Too soon. So eventually I'm able (laughs) to. That's exactly what it feels like, just so you know. It feels like there's a fucking lightning rod on your clit. For sure. So I'm like, "Ah, nope, nope, gotta back off. You know, (laughs) let let me step back. So. Eventually, I'm able to, of course, re-engage with her clit, and I, and she has another orgasm. Now, I know that's it. There is no more happening this way. It's <laughs> not. It's just not a thing. So now, this is the part about Susan that's really exciting to me that I enjoy the most. She can very quickly go from super aggressive to a bit more sensual to super aggressive back to sensual. She plays that role really, really well. And depending on where we are in a play session really tells me where I need to be. Like there are certain times with her I need to be more aggressive. But then there are times where I can be more sensual and don't have to be as aggressive. And it's actually a benefit because when she's that sensitive, being aggressive isn't going to work. Does it turn you on that she knows herself so well and can kind of like dictate that for you so you don't have to guess? Because yes. I would assume that's a very freeing feeling and you just got to focus on the fun. Yeah, but again, I, I, I keep saying this. I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. Having a regular, consistent play partner, or in my fortunate case, multiple play partners, you begin to understand them physically. And that does not mean that it's always the same play because it's not. What it means is when she moves a certain way, she makes a certain sound, I identify it as something that we've already experienced before and I know which way to go. I go left or I go right. This way I'm not clumsily fumbling around trying to figure out (laughs) what it is that's happening and not being successful. And of course, she's not having a good time, which is the last thing I fucking want, right? Right. So yes, there is something incredibly sexy and a turn on about a, a, a woman who truly understands her body, right? And that comes with time. And the confidence to express it to you. Well, yeah, but that also comes from comfort level, right? That's a big deal. When someone's comfortable enough to express themselves the way that she does or that Jade does to me, that's a big fucking deal, right? Not them not being my primary partners, but still able to do that. And that goes to us, you know, May is going to be a year that I've met them both, I think. So there's a lot of time invested. So the last thing I want to do is not pay attention. So... I turn her over. She's on her stomach now. I basically climb on top of her. And now it's a lot more sensual. Rubbing, kissing. At the same time, though, I am pulling her hair. 
and I'm nibbling on her neck a little and I'm reaching around and I'm squeezing her tits. And, you know, so there's a little bit of that aggression, but it's far less intense than it's going to be or that it has been. Right. So eventually I don't even know how it happened. I ended up back. uh, I was on my knees on the bed and she started sucking my cock again. She's in front of me, but eventually I, she went, I got her on her back and I'm on top of her, not penetrating her. I'm just on top of her really kind of continuing that tease because (laughs) in this particular case, when I was going down on her and I was playing with her nipples, I was a little bit more aggressive with it than I, I normally am. And she seemed to respond to it. So I thought, I'm going to play on that a little bit. I never really have done that with her to that level. And it seemed to work. And it was super fucking hot. Were you like pinching them? A or? little bit. Not quite like, I obviously not with you or to Jade, the level of Jade. You could uh, gnaw off my nipples. I could, you could hit a be- Jade with a belt sander. You ain't fucking scaring her. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just trying, of course, a little bit of, uh, of a different play. And that's what I mean. Like, even though you, you know, you've been with someone a number of times over a period of time, you still want to make sure that if you're leaving something out of the recipe, that at least you're making an attempt to fulfill it. So now I'm, I'm playing with her nipples. And we, I, I end up on a side of her. She's kind of to my left. We're laying in the bed and touching and kind of grinding on each other. Now, eventually, her head is at the bottom of the bed where I was originally. And the nightstand, of course, now is to my left. So the condoms are on the nightstand. So she is sucking my cock again. I now have to... With her head off the edge of the bed? No, no, no. Before she got to that point. Oh. She's, I'm kneeling again, and I'm trying to reach over to grab the condom, Gumby style again, <laughs> because she's sucking my cock, and I don't want to stop. So eventually, she, I have to reach over. She stops. She lays on her back. I get the condom, and then I, now I'm, I'm fucking her from the top, and her head is basically hanging off the bed. That's so a lot of foreplay. It's a lot. And now I got to pull her back on the bed. This happens three or four times during this experience <laughs> because now sensuality is over. Okay. And <laughs> now we're going to pound down. Now it's time to go to work. <laughs> so, and you know, what's great about her, particularly after she has that oral experience, she's so fucking sensitive that her penetrative orgasm is strong. So, and I look forward to that, right? I want her to have that satiation, all my partners. So, of course, I'm fucking her. I'm having to keep pulling her back on the bed. So, eventually, I pull her all the way on the bed because I'm really, like, going to work. I mean, I, that's my plan. I'm, I'm punched in. I'm going to work. And this goes on for a period of time because I was thoroughly enjoying myself, to be perfectly honest. So, we are making out a little bit. I'm pulling her hair. I'm choking her now. I'm biting on her nipples rubbing her in all of those places that she really likes. And eventually I just grab her by the ankles essentially and just start fucking her super hard. And when she has an orgasm and I'm getting ready to come, I then like her, I drop her legs and I almost mount her like I would like from behind, like straddle her. And the orgasm was strong. I bet it was. We laid there every bit of five plus minutes just in that position. I was zapped. (laughs) As was she, clearly, because she is just completely relaxed at this point, right? I mean, literally, we're just laying there. And it took me a few minutes to stop pulsing. And, you know, I had to finally pull myself out of her. And it was, man, and then we just laid there, really just kind of stroking each other and talking for a little bit, just coming down from it. It was so fucking hot and intense that it really took it all out of me. I was wiped out. You know, emotionally, of course, and physically, and then just to be able to lay there with the person that you just had this experience with, you know, for me, it goes to uh, back to having that level of comfort and intimacy and security and appreciation and understanding Mm -hmm. of the person that you're with. You're not going to find that in a one-off. And now, to be fair, if that's what you're looking for, you're not looking for that anyway. So that's cool. Yeah, but the one offs like the one offs present other benefits. Yes, absolutely. But for the me, excitement, the unknown, the mystery, yeah. the you know, the chance to do something that maybe you don't do all the time. All well, of those things are on the table. Well, but that's just it. And you and I have had this conversation before. My former life, I had a lot of that shit. <laughs> I don't need I, I just don't desire that anymore. Yeah. There is no more there is nothing I'm going to get from a one off experience I haven't gotten a thousand times before. I just don't need I don't require it and I'm not looking for it. So here's the conversation that she and I had, because I think it's really important given what you just said it is what she said to me was that she was in lingerie when you showed up and her hope was that she looked so fucking hot that you were just going to walk in and pounce on her like an animal in heat (laughs) and you obviously didn't do that and she said it's really interesting with brian because i understand he has a different 
level of cerebral need than the average man, right? Like the average man that walks in, sees a woman looking the way she does, period, let alone in super fucking hot lingerie. The only thing on their fucking mind is going to be having sex with her. And you really aren't that person. You appreciate the the mental connection just as much as the physical. And she's like, it's really hard sometimes to balance those two things. And I found that really interesting because it made me think of back to a conversation I just had with somebody about the differences in men's expectations of sex versus women's the conversation started with him being like why is it that every woman expects that a man's just gonna like throw her up against a wall and you know devour her like in every single romantic comedy and i'm like because that's part of the socialization of a woman versus a guy you watch porn it's different like there there are different expectations of sex but i do think there is this fantasy for most women of just being so desired so wanted in that moment that you can't fucking control yourself yeah listen there, there's absolutely something to be said for that there's absolutely something to be said for me identifying that and I should have I, I probably did go, thinking back on it when I walked in well she's in lingerie she's, she's ready wearing to go. lingerie yeah she's ready to go <laughs> so well Jade does that shit to me too but there is a time when I have to have a conversation like I have to talk to you about something because I had something important to talk to Jade about and, I, and honestly I wanted to kind of convey the same conversation I had with Jade to Susan when I finally got a chance to see her which again goes back to my not wanting to be the reason that they don't have successful primary relationships. I don't want them to keep them from, you know, I don't want to hold them back. So I wanted to have that conversation with Susan again because of something that I had a conversation with Jade about. So I felt compelled to do that. Now, in hindsight, I certainly could have done it after. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Could have had that conversation <laughs> well, after. It's also a vulnerability thing because I'm putting myself in Susan's place for a moment thinking about how I would feel if I was in a super hot piece of lingerie dressed sitting on a couch with a completely clothed man for a long period of time. There's a right. certain vulnerability in that. Right. That if you were to just get naked and we were to fuck and then talk afterwards, that same kind of disparity wouldn't be there. Well, and... It- I did say to her, wow, you look amazing when I walked in the door and we kissed and hugged and that kind of thing. But I, I did, ha- you know, I go, I went into this with a mission. Like I had to say something to her. And I think that's what got in my head. And then, of course, that turns into 45 minutes of just, just chatting. So in hindsight, I could certainly have done that after. I will make some adjustments now that I know this about her because she conveyed it to you. She knows good and well you were going to tell me about it. <laughs> so I will make some of those adjustments. So I think the next time this will look a little bit differently, provided, of course, she opens the door in lingerie, in which case, you know, I, I'll, I'll get the hint. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, it, it's really interesting because I think very few people get this insight, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. our play partners do. They hear us talking about it on our show. They hear us dissecting all of our play sessions. And so they have a very different insight into us and our sexual proclivities and all of that than the average play partner would. Right. But this is a very different situation in that you hear a lot about it second handedly like if she wants to tell me she knows i'm gonna fucking tell you like hey pounce on her next time what the hell man yeah and it's really fun to me that i get to be i get to kind of play that role i get to be almost a wing woman for her in some respects no there's no doubt so i you know i've got to make uh i I have to make that adjustment nothing to it yeah now you know so i i mean i just love that i think and it's clear to me that you do desire her so much because you guys aren't seeing this obviously on video you're only hearing it but the look on brian's face look on your face when you talk about playing with Susan and the sex that you guys have and the connection that you guys have, you glow. So to me, it's obvious that like you are ridiculously attracted to this woman. You love the sex that you have with her. I think sometimes just as a woman, there's that mentality of you want to feel desired from the moment that you see someone. And that would probably shift a lot of things for you guys. Well, that's just it. That is absolutely the case. I'm clearly intensely attracted to her, whether she's wearing lingerie or not. I mean, you know, I'm attracted to her. She's super fucking hot and so i guess for me the like i said i don't ever want that to be what they perceive for me as the only reason i'm with them no they know that that's not though i know but i don't want it to ever i don't want that to change because we've now been seeing each other for a year and it's just kind of like i don't ever want to be perceived as phoning anything in that's just not my thing well now you know that there has to be just a balance there because she also knows she's a very intuitive and thoughtful person and she knows that you need that mental connection so you guys have to develop that balance between the two of you balancing your needs versus hers for sure And, and there's 
certainly a balance there. There's no question about it. But it sounds like it was super fucking hot anyway, so. Well, it was hot. I think for me, it's also a benefit. It was a benefit because she was so worked up before I got there. And then I made her wait another 45 minutes inadvertently. She was like a fucking. Yeah. She, like she was an monkey. animal in heat. Yeah. yeah like, let's go, dude. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> chop, chop. So, yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. But I will absolutely look for those tells uh, going forward. I will not allow that to happen again. Okay, good. If there's a conversation to be had, should she open the door wearing lingerie, the conversation will have to wait. <laughs> exactly. Just, you know, that'll just This happen. is an after-sex conversation. Right. This yes. is kind of, yeah, let's take care of business. We'll get to that later. <laughs> well, I love it. And like I said, while you were away with her, I was with Max. Yes. And I, I, the whole, not the whole reason I had him over, obviously, I really enjoy spending time with him and fucking him. But a big part of this was the excitement of you being off on a play date, knowing that you were being super naughty and me doing the same thing at the same time. Having and no idea that the, you were doing it. But the benefit for me was kind of that, like, oh, I got to have this sexy secret for Brian and I'm going to lay it on him as soon as I see him. And uh, it didn't work out that way. I actually told you on your way home that Max was there because yeah. you were coming home. Yeah. So I kind of had to give you the fucking heads up. But it was great. I mean, that totally fueled a play session for us. I'm probably not going to go into super great detail on our play session just because, you know, we've talked a lot at this point. But I will say... We broke out the vampire gloves, and I was very, very surprised by that. Oh, he used them as well? Yeah. Interesting. That's, it, oh, yeah, that's right, because they were on the kind of our shelf uh, thing there. So I didn't realize, because they were moved. Yeah, so you and I used them first. The, the, if you guys didn't listen to a couple episodes ago, Jade and Susan, as a birthday gift for me, got me a pair of custom-made, custom-to-your-hands, yes. pair of vampire gloves that have all the little pokies on the fingers, and I fucking love them, especially on my tits. Oh my God, it feels so fucking good. You and I used them, were, drove me crazy, hot. and yep. then literally two days later, they were still sitting out, and Max was like, oh, let's break these out. And I was like, fucking perfect. Yeah, it was great. And it was really fun to see that side of him because Max usually isn't a super aggressive person like you are he doesn't have the same proclivities and the same you know dominant tendencies as you do so to see him kind of take on that role just it was wonderful i saw him in a completely different light it was fucking hot so yeah i mean all of this was going on at all the same time it was just it was a really fun monday well yeah listen i enjoyed it because again i didn't know obviously until you told me like oh hey just so you know max is here he's, we, he's getting ready to leave i'm like oh okay so you weren't working got it did that Heard. turn you on yeah, absolutely. The, the fact that you told me on the phone didn't ruin the the experience. Okay, Certainly. good. No big deal. I would have known when I got there because you were a, a hot mess when I showed up. It looked like you've been run through. <laughs> I had. <laughs> yeah, so it would have been very obvious that you were not sending fucking emails. But uh, <laughs> you know, it didn't ruin the experience for me at all. I thought that was super fucking cool. And again, I go back and forth. You know, when it's unfortunate that we have had some issues with some of the regular guys you've played with because that opportunity really does present itself in situations like this, you know, where you can just get, you know, contact a, a regular play partner. Hey, come on over. I got some time. I want to kind of set this scenario up if you're into it. That's nice and easy. Well, I think unlike you, I want to have the balance of the two. I want to have the crazy one-off, off-the-wall experiences. I want to have the fantasy fulfillment moments, which often include stranger play and those types of things. Right. I go back to like the blindfold situation that yeah. we did. That was fucking hot for me. I still have the fantasy of you setting up a situation where you basically just take me to a hotel and hand me a room key and I go up and fuck some stranger that you have pre-vetted. How many fucking times I've tried this. I'm just saying if anyone super hot is coming to Vegas <laughs> reach out that's to me. naughty, you should reach out to Brian about this because I want to fucking make it happen. I don't care. Couple, single dude, Listen, I don't I even give a fuck. I have attempted to do this no less than half a dozen times. And every fucking time, these guys talk themselves out of it. They managed to fuck it up. Well, maybe a couple's the right answer. I could maybe. be. That would turn maybe. me on. You'd send me up to a couple's room. Actually, it might make me feel safer anyway. But right. my point is I want to continue to do those things while still finding comfort in regular play partners and being able to really express myself sexually and feel comfortable. I think having all of those elements is important for me. And I, I want to get back to a point where I'm finding the balance between all of it. Well, I think it's important for us to have a completely fulfilled lifestyle in this space. If all of those things matter to us, they matter. And without missing a, you know one piece of that, you know, it kind of throws things off a little bit. And again, I, for me, I enjoy that consistency and like the idea that, that Susan and I can go out and have drinks or Jade and I can go bowling or whatever. And, you know, and then that's all it is. I enjoy that, that component of it. But I also like the idea of you 
fucking strange dudes. So, you know, there's that. Uh, but yeah, I think it, it, the whole experience was super fucking hot. Us having that mutual play, of course, separate, but going on at the same time, like synchronized fucking, that's pretty hot. Tandem naughtiness. I love it. So we're going to be talking more about this on our bonus episode this week. And we also are going to be providing other bonuses for our Patreon members this week. For example, our Telegram chat group, a great place to connect with like-minded people about an array of different lifestyle topics on a daily basis. And we offer a lot of other bonuses too. I have a Snapchat where you might see some shit, just saying. If you want to get all of those bonuses, head on over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers. I have two very big shoots scheduled. I haven't even told you about the second one you may have a third because i've been communicating with someone who wants to shoot with you also is local oh good well i have a friend coming back into town oh nice with a real big cock in april do you know who i'm talking about i'm sure i do (laughs) so anyway i have that shoot set up i have another one very soon and it sounds like you have a third one for me so lots of shit going down on my OnlyFans at onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers brian's is onlyfans.com slash buy hyphen zaddy if you'd like to see him and his beautiful cock trust me it's a nice one (laughs) He's already rolling his eyes at me. It's a gorgeous fucking cock and you know it. So anyway, uh, also make sure if you want to join us for upcoming events, we have so many of them coming up. We're going to be in Phoenix. We're going to be in Denver. We are going to be twice here in Las Vegas. And of course, we host every month the third Thursday right here in Las Vegas. And then, well, Podbash, that's the big one, right? So tons of different events. And you can check out all of the information, see the dates, apply for membership and get your tickets today at members.frontporchswingers.com. Make sure you're following us on our YouTube YouTube channel also called Front Porch Swingers. And I think that's what we have this week, right? Yeah, we have a lot of shit coming up. Stay tuned. We are going to be at Splash also first weekend of June, I yes. believe. There's a lot happening. We're, we're all over the fucking place. Just you know, keep up with us and we'll tell you where we are. Hell yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>